Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am Matthew GM. What's up, y'all? Howdy, Celtic fans. This is episode eight of the Celtics Rewind, talking all things Boston Celtics. I'm JP, the franchise. She's Nat, the GM. Nat, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing, JP? Well, I lost a bet because the Pacers won um, against our Celtics. So I had to run around the next day wearing a Pacers jersey, and I was disgusted. And my friend was like, I thought you was a Celtics fan. So he just gave me the look of disappointment, unfortunately. So it hasn't been a good week. It hasn't been a good week. But it's been great, though, because we do have a special guest that came on with us. She's dope i mean she is dope nat's dope she's dope too as well like she's an historian she hosts the hoops and her the podcast she's awesome i love listening to her on the hoop spaces with her analysis she gives great breakdowns of any type of game it's malika walker malika is our guest for celtics we want how you doing i'm doing good i'm excited to be here and talk to you guys about the celtics um the team i used to hate with all my might but since Jason Tatum, I've had to um, appreciate a little bit. I silently love Jason Tatum. I, I wanted him to be better than Lonzo Ball. Now I like that Alonzo. Remember, there was so much publicity around Lonzo Ball and his father. And, uh, mm-hmm. and commercial. Remember that Foot Like a commercial? Um, I yeah, love I'm, that commercial. I'm sorry. That's when I started loving Jason Tatum. I said he's adorable. Like, so, <laughs> I, I like Jason Tatum, and um, yeah. So, um, I did like Larry Bird in back in the day, but um, Kevin McHale clotheslined um, you know, Randall. <laughs> that that was it. But we can go on and talk about today's Celtics. <laughs> that's hilarious though and malika is a brooklyn nets fan though but she does yeah. give love to the, to the celtics though so i yes yeah, so speaking of you know just love right there so the in-season tournament happened uh last week in the quarterfinals mm-hmm. elder who jay singing his mama knock you out song and I'm the celtics is mama said, i don't know what to do like if i hear one yes. more thing huh <laughs> So, so yeah, LO was performing it. The Celtics were feeling good. They got the Indiana Pacers, the same team they put 155 points on. And unfortunately, the Boston felt Celtics felt shorthanded as they lost to the Indiana Pacers 122 yeah. to 112 without Christoph Porzingis in the lineup here. Uh Malika, what are your takeaways from the game? Um that the Celtics lost to the Pacers. What did, what impressed you about the Pacers? Um, what impressed me about the Pacers, honestly, is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I just I've been a, I've been watching Tyrese Halliburton for two seasons now, and I feel like in terms of point guard, 
You know, he has to, you know, he doesn't really turn over the ball. Um, he's either scoring the ball or, or finding the right man to pass it to. I love the way he plays the game. Um, so it's it's fun watching him. And it's interesting watching him. And I do watch a lot of LaMelo ball games. And I think LaMelo's going to feel the pressure with Tyrese getting all this, all this publicity being in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be interesting to see how that kind of develops. But with um, Tyrese, I, I just love how he plays the game, man. Um, so I was impressed. I'm impressed with Tyrese Halliburton um, and how he manages the game. Um, Buddy Heald sometimes can be, it depends on the game to me, but this season he's been contributing um, to them. Um, Obi Toppin is finding his lane, but I don't think he's quite found it yet. Um, so I think with the Pacers, they have some interesting pieces. Um, but Tyrese Halliburton being in the center, I'm happy for them. And I'm happy for Miles Turner that he finally has um, a point guard. I feel PG that I feel like he really needs. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, they're good offensively. Defensively, they're a hot mess. But offensively, they will um, they will score that ball. Yes, they do. And Tyrese Halliburton had a really good game, too, as well. Nat, so, like, the Celtics was doing really well in the first half. And then, unfortunately, just when it comes to – we've been talking about that devastating third quarter. I don't know what it is with them in the third quarter, but that second half, the pace just changed, and Celtics just could not really just uh, recover from that. What's your takeaways of what you saw Boston, like the difference of Boston in the first half and then the second half? And talk about Al Horford, please. Like, what was he doing? Um, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> when you talk about um, the last Monday, so you have to try to think about it. Al Horford is it has been really well. Us has played really well season this season. And it's because he's been in a reserve role because Christoph Porzingis is there. You ask Al to do too much, then that's when things start getting a little weird, a little wonky because he's older. So you can't lean on him every night. Now, technically, leading leading up to this game with Indiana, uh, he's been playing great, filming for Christoph in the starting lineup. You know, so but this game he had two points. He had seven rebounds, four assists. You know, so he's not really a contributor, you know, um, offensively. You know, he it, it just wasn't necessarily a, a, a great game for him. You know, he shot one three. I would have preferred him shoot a little bit more, you know, and he only shot three, uh, you know, three shots in general. So, you know, not a lot of production, you know, from, you know, from Wolford. Uh, then you talk about, Boston with the slow start for Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum for a while at like two to four points, you know, the first the first quarter, you know, so that was interesting. But you know, Jalen Brown was doing all right, you know, in her game. game. And then yeah, and Tatum picks it up, and he actually ends the game with 32-12-6, highest score for Boston, you know. But then you kind of shift it to you know defensive end which i think this this was lost defensively you know they just kind of just kind of took their foot off the gas you know uh what stands out to me is you allow aaron nesmith who is you know drafted by boston who was doing really well with indiana my ad he's gonna get up for this game 
you know, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because he was traded in that trade for uh, Malcolm Brogdon. You know, he has off the bench 14 points. Uh, he was going for it. You know, he shot the ball 10 times. He was going for it. He was a plus two off the bench. But then Matherin, you also allow him to get yeah. 16. So together they have 30, you know. So 30 points off the bench, you know, and Boston has 21 off the bench. There's a right there. So defensively, this just wasn't working out. You know, Drew Holiday, I didn't want him. Drew was one of five from three, three of nine from the field. He's a negative 15. He's got the worst plus minus on, on the team. You know, um, in this game, he's got to do more. He's got to give more. Um, I I don't know if Kristaps uh, will will necessarily help that. I'm not sure. I have to look at the numbers if he does better with Kristaps on the floor. But they got to do something when it comes to Drew Holiday. He's got to get going. Drew Holiday honestly has to give you uh, between 13 and 15 points a night. You know, if they're gonna take this where they need to go and go and, and go. The mile they gotta get more production from Drew Holiday. De- Derek White is great. I don't have anything to say about Derek White. <laughs> Derek White is fine. Eighteen four and eight. He's been so consistent. He he's been shoot been shooting well. His shot is consistent. He didn't shoot three well. I really don't care. Um, if Derek White doesn't have a good game, I don't care. I'll find a way to find positivity in it. I know he gave his all. You know, in that game, he did something really well. Um, so defensively, Boston just has to kind of just lock in again. Yeah, that pace in that second half, like the pace was just at random and just the turnovers was just terrible. Um, Boston's yeah. in. Pop, pop quiz, everybody. Who had the highest plus out of all the players on the Boston Celtics that game? Or oh, cheat. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look it up. Well, uh, Sam, it looks like Sam Houser. Sam Housel got a plus nine, you know, and that is a problem that he is your best player on the court right there. So thank you but to you had a my, minus 15. I mean, damn. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, 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 field goal was really low also. Drew so. had a minus 15, but right behind him was Jason Tatum. And then right behind yeah, him right was right yeah, like it's just you're not gonna win a lot of games like that, you know. So these these guys won't get out. Yeah, the Pacers had some secret stuff that they drank before the game and stuff, and they came out with the victory and all that. So congratulations to the Indiana Pacers right there, taking the Celtics out the tournament. So now we're like, okay, what is going to be out in the next game that we are going to play because the end season tournament's on week and all that? It was like, all right, well, we might as well just go ahead and just, you know, face the New York Knicks yet again right there. So on Friday, uh, the Celtics uh, – face the Knicks, and voila! Christoph Porzingis is finally back in the lineup and all that after missing some time. And the Boston Celtics won 133 to 123. Uh, So, Malika, what is your takeaways from seeing the Celtics recover from a loss and beating the Knicks? What stood out to you? Um, What what stood out to me for this game, I mean, you got um, you got you know, I mean, Jalen Brown um, and Jason Tatum, you know, did their thing. Um, Jason Tatum, I mean, the minutes Jason Tatum sometimes plays. I mean, he's a young cat, but, you know what I mean, he, he in there 39 minutes. I mean, he played 
<laughs> he plays he plays so many minutes sometimes. So I was gonna ask you guys a question about his minutes and is the, do y'all even care about stuff like that? But what's the what of course stands out to me is that no turnovers. Um and he shot, you know, like his shot, his three pointers were an issue. Um, but you know, he was productive. He was able to score. He was able to get a steal. He had no turnovers. He even had some good assists. He was able to rebound. He was able to do whatever the team needed to get the W. And then you have Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I think that he's in a great role with the Celtics because he's not. He doesn't have to be the number one or number two. You know what I mean? Like you have the three hundred million dollar man, Jalen Brown. And Jason Tatum leading on that way. And then he's like that third guy. And that, I just think that's perfect for him. And I think that he was able to contribute in a way where it, it wasn't a huge lift for him. He he played a lot of minutes for him to be out. You know what I mean? With an injury. I felt like 30 minutes was a lot. You know what I mean? For him to play. But, um, you know, Derek White is going to Derek White. I mean, he scored more than what else on the team but it's amazing when you look at the t- where Derek White came from like his career arc is really interesting you know like and I'm loving what he's doing for the Celtics you guys have to be extremely happy with Derek White I mean he's I mean he is doing his thing um Peyton Pritchard didn't really contribute much again and um Christmas figure coordinate either but you know you guys starters um did the damn thing and even Al Horf contributed in this one so I thought it was a good W and um I don't hate the Knicks but I'm gonna celebrate um whenever they lose because I can't Knicks fans I mean Sean and and Sean and um you know like I have a few Knicks fans I like but for me, that's what stands out. You guys, um, you guys starters definitely did the damn thing. Even Drew Holiday, he's a defensive monster, but you know what I mean? He was able to do his thing too. So, um, W. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Uh, Nat, talk about Porzingis this game and uh, other takeaways too as well. Um, because Porzingis, it just seems like he just loved to play against the Knicks because he had, what, like eight straight points well, he and he was just hot. He has incentive, don't he? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, has, he has an agenda against the Knicks. I don't know what no. it is, but he, he had an agenda, uh-huh. so... So, yeah, Nat, talk about Porzingis' impact this game because it just seems like he just loved playing against the Knicks and also the other takeaways that you've seen. And then I got a question for both of y'all, too, as well. So go ahead, Nat. Take over. Yeah, of course. Um, Again, you know, Porzingis is here. And, you know, this team, they, they get right back into the motion. You know, Porzingis is such a great fit for this team. This is the perfect fit for his game. Um, because you can play off of Jason Tatum, you can play off of Jalen Brown, you know, and that's how he's going to be best utilized, you know, going forward. You know, he they got to find a way to do a triangle. You know, it's kind of like pass it into Porzingis down low. You know, he pulls people in, kick it back out for a better shot. If you you know if you have it, one of those J's have to be open. You know, um, at, at, at the top. You know, so. That's how, how I kind of see it going forward. And I would hope that, you know, Joe sees it going forward too, because 
he'll get great shots like that. Uh, Porzingis, very important offensively, super important defensively to what they do because he his height, his size, and how agile he is bothers shots. That's one of the reasons why New York struggles so much. They try to go inside, but they can't shoot over him. You know, so he's a big part of what they do defensively. So when it comes to Porzingis out there, his presence is everything. Literally, Porzingis, if he's not there, they can't win. And when I'm talking about can't win, I'm talking about the championship. I'm talking about like going forward. They can't do it. They're not going to do it without him. He has to be healthy. You know, uh, then you put Al Open back on the bench. Well, no, 14-10. You know, um, he doesn't have to do as much, you know, Um Tatum's playing 38 minutes because we still have not, you know, found that small forward that's going to, you know, kind of uh, stand in for him, but also give valuable minutes. The non-Tatum minutes are still a problem, you know. Um, at some point, we have to look at Drew Holiday coming off the bench without Oakland, you know, and Brissett, you know, um, and then maybe putting Towser in there because Derek White let him run it. You know, or Tatum bring the ball up. But Drew Holiday, you got to get something else out of that bench and you got to get more out of him. Maybe he'll have a more aggressive approach if he's the guy off the bench. Right now, he's just doing whatever needs to be done. and He's blending in. The problem is we need him to step up more. He needs, on average, what? Drew Holiday had 16, 65. I'm cool with that. He needs to have that in there every night, you know? So... That, that's what I'm looking at with this game. I just think that this year they have New York's number going forward, you know, and I think Porzingis is the difference maker before New York would give them problems. Uh, not not so much this year. Um, I think Porzingis has just changed the landscape of how it's going He's that so. difference maker. He's that yeah. difference maker. And I actually think that on most nights, he's actually the number two um, on the team because he has a mismatch usually night in and night out. And if they play through him more, you will see he's probably a number two most nights. And Jalen Brown probably moves to the number three. I mean, what do you guys think? He's low managed, though. Like, uh, he should be low. What do you guys think about managing his minutes and low managing him, like, in the second half of the season so he can, you know, he's available for the playoffs? Do y'all care? Do y'all think about that? I mean, 60 games. I mean, I'm going with 60, 62 games, you know, played. Uh, maybe a little less than that. If that means he's going to be fresh for the for the playoffs, I'm okay with that. The Boston Celtics is going to win a lot of games, you know, so they don't need him. They're going to win probably about 57 to 58 games, you know, and that's a lot of games. And he needs his rest. He's a big guy. You know, he's had some, some injuries in the past. You know, you can't load manage him. It is okay. You know, I think that they're all going to sit out. There's nice that Tatum's going to sit out, not because he's probably hurt. It's probably just because he plays damn near 40 minutes a night. You know, there's going to be nice. Jalen Brown uh, sits out. Drew sits out, which has already happened. You know, so it's okay with me because give these guys the rest that they need because when, when April comes and this team is healthy, I don't have anybody uh, beating them. I don't have any, especially in the East. I think that, that Boston got it. 
Yeah, I'm with Ned on that one. Um, you know, they're doing a good job of kind of load managing. I don't really expect Pozingas to play like 65 games like he did last season and stuff. If he could play around like 55, I think it'd be fine just as long as he's healthy because, you know, the injuries in the past, you know, just tell me, yeah, he's playing a lot of minutes, but like there's like really nobody that can back him up that can really produce a fish that can produce you know like jason tatum so we the non-tatum is is definitely an issue uh jalen brown you know he'll he'll end up playing you know he might play a lot of minutes and stuff but like you know he's gonna get his rest though so i mean going forward like joe mazula is trying to figure out the rotations and trying to figure out the lineups and all that so you know it's probably going to be an issue but at the same time i'm feeling confident that like they'll be able to be just fine and they know like they're going to win a lot of games and we've seen how they can win without Porzingis. We can see, we see them win without Derek White. We seen them win without Jalen Brown on the floor. We seen them win games without Tatum on the floor. So um, I'm not really too worried about the, uh, you know, a lot of minutes though. They can load manage and all that. So um, it, it's, it's definitely going to be fine towards it. So once April comes, like she said, once they get help, once they all healthy and stuff, I don't think nobody can beat uh, Boston in the East. Um. So speaking of this game, though, what y'all think about uh, Jalen Brown's ejection in the fourth quarter? This is his first career ejection. Obviously, coming from like you know two technical fouls, he got a second technical foul when he was on the bench complaining and stuff, and the referee just threw him out the game, and then. In the press conference, Jalen Brown explained that, like, you know, maybe the referee had, like, a really bad day. I don't know what was going on personally, but he thought it was expedite, you know, that he was throwing out and all that because so many emotions. So what y'all think about Jalen Brown's ejection? I thought it was, like, a bad ejection to me. That's two bad ejections, um, honestly. It's two bad ejections for the Boston Celtics. Tatum was ridiculous. And Jalen Brown's ridiculous. You know, uh, the refs got to step back, you know, and let these guys play the game. Then the Boston Celtics are not disrespectful. You know, they're, they're not a disrespectful team. They may talk to you like, hey, I don't agree with this call or I don't agree with this. But other than that, to, to there's nothing to eject Jason. Jason Tatum is one of the nicest guys in the league. Like, you know, it it, it, it was just kind of weird. And then Jalen Brown, he's another nice guy and one of the nicest guys in the league. To eject either one of them, you know, for for talking, you know, and and you know they're not saying anything that's crazy to the refs. It, it, it's doing too much. The refs got to step back, you know. I, I think they're getting a little too involved in these games, but we've been saying that for years, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. He, you cracked think? Me up. he cracked me up when he was like, "I thought my first ejection would be." I basically say I thought it'd be a little bit more spicy, or, or you know, like, like he he was disappointed that that was his first ejection. That was funny. That was hilarious to me. But you're right. The Jason ejection was ridiculous, and this one was like, come on. So I don't really have much to say on them. I mean, at least you guys don't have Draymond on your team, so um, that you know that's the upside, you know, because he's been on something lately. I don't know what the hell is, but yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, maybe the next game we might see Peyton Pritchard ejected for some odd reason, though, because I don't know what it is with the referees and the Celtics. So, but yeah. speaking of, you know, the referees was like, well, he kind of waved them off in a way that was just disrespectful. But speaking of waving off, you know, here comes the next couple of games. You know, they are they are at home. It's a four home games. They got the Cleveland Cavaliers twice 
tomorrow night. And Thursday, they got the Orlando Magic at home Friday night and Sunday night. Woo! When I, when I tell you that I am afraid of these two teams, I am really afraid, especially with Cleveland and the Magic. More of the Magic than Cleveland. But Malika, I'm going to start with you. Which game that you are penciling in is like, okay, you know, this is going to be a really tough game of the Celtics. Which one would seem like a tougher matchup for the Celtics, the Cavaliers or the Magic? Well, I mean, this to me, the Cavs, that's a good question. To me, the Cavs is really, just, you know, like, what is the, how are they defensively going to guard Garland and Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell? Because, I mean, defensively, they're not as potent as I thought that they would be a year ago. Like, like you know, like, what the hell happened with Jared Allen after he got traded? Like, I was upset. When he was traded, I was upset. And I, I look at the Cavs and I'm like, what is going on with them? So I don't know. Like, I feel like the Cavs can score, but defensively, they don't scare me. Anymore. So I'm not concerned about the Cavs. With, I mean, it's really defensively, will the Celtics, um, you know, have their legs to defend them all four quarters? Because one thing about Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, like tonight, they're like score. You know, like Darius Garland already has thirty. You know what I mean? Like so, those two, those two little guards, can, and they're little. So those two little guards can score. Um, with the magic, mm-hmm. it depends on what they look like. You know who shows up because they're still young, and it the you know while they have skill, they're not consistent. So if you got the A team. Meaning they got the A game, that could be a tough matchup. Um, if they, if you know, you only got Paolo out there doing his thing, and the others aren't with it, then it'd be an easy win. So I'm curious about the second game of the matchup with the Magic, not the first one, because um, the second game is when they make the adjustments, and I'm always curious at how the second game goes when it's like these back-to-back games, they, the, the baseball kind of series kind of things they've been doing. I always watch the second. I'm going to watch the second game of both series, of both games. Um, just to see um, what happens. I'm curious. About now, that. Yeah. No, now, um, what's the toughest matchup to, uh, is it going to be Cleveland or is it going to be the Magic? I'm not concerned about Cleveland necessarily. Um, I don't think Cleveland has played well uh, really this year or consistent this year. Um, not to say that Boston's like more than me. Right? Huh? They just score more than me. That's really what you see out of Cleveland. They are an offensive team, really. Defensively, they're just not consistent. Or should you be concerned about them on that end? Sorry, the I problem, keep coming. No, so the problem that I have with Cleveland is I think that, you know, you you want too much out of a young player, you know, and Evan Mobley, they keep saying that something that he's not, you know, he's the next Kevin Garnett. And I'm like, well, maybe you never watched Kevin Garnett, you know, um, because that doesn't make me, you know, Kevin Garnett was a different beast, you know, uh, and they keep putting these labels on these guys. And I'm just like, who the hell are you watching? Because when I watch Evan Mobley, I'm like, you can score on him, you know, 
and you know, you crafty enough, you can score on him. He doesn't scare anybody. Like people will go at Evan Mobley. He doesn't Kevin Garnett, you know, he instilled fear into people with it. Like, ah, I don't know, he might like knock me on the ground, he might punch my shit on the other side or something like that. Evan Mobley does not do he looks like a really nice guy, you know, he looks like a sweeper. You know, and Jared Allen, I just think that like he's a great compliment. J- JP's laughing at me. Um, I just think that Jared Allen is a guy that he's a defensive guy and he wants to just do that. Let him do that. He don't put nothing else on him. He wants to defend. He wants to block some shots. He'll finish around the basket a little bit, but you put too much on him and now he's not the, the lights are brighter than what I thought they would be, you know, because he's not that kind of guy. You know, they're still trying to figure it out. Max Struess is getting a lot of minutes. One minute he has 15, the next minute he has four, four or five. You know, Karis uh, LeVert, you know, one minute he's got 20, the next minute he's got three, you know. And it's just, you never know with, the, with this team. Donovan Mitchell, he's had an okay, you know, start to the season. You know, we're about 20 games and he's been all right, you know. Um, not as explosive as I was expecting. I was expecting more 40 point games and 35 point games uh, versus certain, uh, you know, uh, teams didn't get that. Darius Garland and, and uh, D. Mitch don't mix to me either. So this team is all over the place. Their pieces don't make sense, you know. Um, but when you talk about Orlando, Orlando, man, now that gets me fired up because I love Orlando, you know. Um, I actually am a fan of the Orlando Magic, you know. I love Paolo. I love um, Fultz. Fultz is one of my favorite guards. You know, I just like the, all the su- Suggs and Cole Anthony. I like all of those guys. You know, Franz. I actually like Mo Wagner. You know, um, his brother um, on the bench. I really like him uh, the most. You know, he's a guy that I was really watching and watching. I was like, damn, they let a good one go. He's actually better than what you think he is. And he's having a really good season. So, they're just a young team, but they're talented and they get after it, you know? So I think that Boston play Cleveland the way you need to play Cleveland, but you really got to prove something with Orlando and these younger, young, like running gun teams. That's what you got to do. These athletic teams are teams that they struggle against. You know, usually when Boston plays this team, they're the most athletic, but when they play Orlando, that's not the case. You know, Orlando is just young and talented and they run and gun. That's what I want to see. I want to see how they go and play against Orlando. I expect them to win both games against Orlando. Yeah. Um. I. Man. Yeah. The Alona matchup just scary because they're really great defensively. You just said they're young. They're running and gunning. You know, Paolo and then the Wagner brothers, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs. Like they they they're looking really good. So it's kind of like really scary. For Boston, only thing afraid about Cleveland is Donovan Mitchell because he always have great games against the Boston Celtics. I don't know what it is. He's just possessed and scores like 30, 40 points and ends up winning. I don't know what what's going on with him. Uh, and then the length, you know, last year was they bothered me because of the length size with Pozingas might be a little bit different and all that. So, yeah, um, I don't really know the best record, I would say, for Boston and all that, you know. So, um. I really don't know, but I expect that they can win. You know, I expect them to win both games against Cleveland. Orlando, I would say they might win one. I don't know which game is going to be. I might I don't know which one. I'll say they'll get one game and Orlando's gonna win the other game too as well. So 
But yeah, so this is uh, episode eight of the Celtics Rewind. Uh, Malika, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been fantastic. We really appreciate you. Uh, please tell the viewers where they can find you at and what you got coming up. Sorry. I, yeah, um, yeah, thank you. You can find me at Malika Walker, M-A-L-I-I-K-A Walker. On Twitter, um, the Hoops and Huddle podcast can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. And our next our next podcast series is going to be on the top point guards of all time. We cut we 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 track we review by era sixties and seventies, eighties and nineties, two thousand two thousand tens. Um, so we're doing two two decades together, which made it harder. And then all time. We'll, I'll publish that one next week, um, this week and next week. Um, so that's the next one. We're going to cut down each position. We're going to, we're going to, you know, really do tiers for each position and um, and look back on some teams and just do some classic content. Um, so looking forward to um, Justin is all over that podcast. He's talking about every era and he knows this stuff. <laughs> so um definitely check it out um and i'm looking forward to hearing feedback from everyone so check it out yes yes i can't wait to hear lonzo ball's name in the conversation for all time point guards i cannot wait for it uh <laughs> so hey uh now um what you got coming up though because you've been doing great stuff too as well so yeah, you know, I got my uh, podcast, uh, the Three Feet Podcast, you know, with Jones of the Sports, my guy. You know, um, you know, we're doing this right here, Celtics Rewind. You know, again, you know, I'm always down to, you know, uh, co-host, feature on somebody's podcast. You know, I love talking, talking hoops, you know, talking sports and everything. Yeah, so just stop following me on Twitter. You know, you always know the next thing, uh, the next best thing I'm doing. And I, I hope to get uh, involved with playback as well. So you get to watch my natural reactions uh, to, to the game, you know, and I'm yelling, you know, yelling at the guys and everything like that. So uh, look out for that, too. Oh, yeah. And you're hosting playback tomorrow, right? Yeah, I am hosting playback tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. Yes. Definitely uh, come follow me because, like, I'm, I'm going to be set up and I'm going to be looking at these guys like, what the hell? Like, you know, Peyton Pritchett, zero points, you know, incoming, you know? So um, <laughs> just watching it tomorrow. Hey, Celtics take over this I week. I'm hoping Thursday up. too as I well. To I'm just saying I have to join that one. I have to join that one because I, I just need to, I need to see how you are, your reaction to things while watching. I have to see it. Yes. So y'all can catch me. Y'all can catch me on this is JP on my YouTube channel. Always Celtics. We want to got a podcast uh, with uh, the con man himself coming out next Friday. I'm going to be doing some NBA stuff with him and um, check me out on TikTok too as well. It's just JP doing a lot of different NBA stories too as well. Almost catching a million views on one video. Just saying, you know, but, uh, but definitely, uh, yes. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on. So, but yeah, this is episode eight of the Celtics We Won. I'm JP, the franchise. She's Nat GM. She's Malika Walker. And we out, y'all. Peace.